0: I want you to take your Bibles tonight. I'm going to give you some teaching this evening, and um, not so much preaching, but teaching, and I'm just hoping and praying that you're hungry for the Word tonight, and Genesis chapter one in your Bibles, Genesis chapter number one, and we have been in a series now for just a little bit on Wednesday night, what we have called understanding our statement of faith, Um, and I didn't put that on the screen. Uh, we've been a little distracted the last couple days, and so I forgot to put on, on, that on the screen for you. Uh, but that's what this is understanding our statement of faith. And we spent about four weeks talking about the doctrine of Satan. And so tonight, we want to transition to the doctrine of man. And so, Genesis chapter one in your Bibles. And why don't we give you one last opportunity to stand? And plus, it's just good for us to be able to stand out of reverence for the reading of God's Word. Um, so thankful for the Bible. Amen. Amen. Thankful for the Bible. And I think uh, more than ever before church, man, I just I just want you to get truth, you know. And uh, I'm not here to entertain you. I'm not here to wow wow you with some kind of preaching skill. I just want you to get truth. Amen. And uh, that's what we need tonight. And so look at Genesis 1 verse 26. I'm going to give you a lot tonight, but I think we can get it done in, in 27 minutes. And so... If not, we'll go another 27, all right? Okay, all right, I'm picking. Genesis 1, verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And you may be seated tonight and I'm going to pray and we're going to jump right into this this evening and uh, Keep your Bibles handy because we're going to go in our Bibles a few places tonight. Let's go to the Lord. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for your blessings and, Lord, for the opportunity to have midweek service. And, uh, Lord, this really is what we call uh, midweek refueling time. And I've got a feeling there's a few folks here tonight, including this one, that needs to get refueled. And so, Holy Spirit of God, I pray that you would fill our spiritual tank. And I pray that we would be able to go out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Come back here on Sunday and, and, uh, Lord, for another fill-up. And I pray that we'd be a witness of the glory and grace of God. Spirit of God, I pray that you'd help us tonight, forgive us of anything in our lives that could even begin to hinder. And, Lord, I pray that our hearts would be right with you. and, And, Holy Ghost, I pray that you would have liberty to teach us your precious, precious book tonight. This really is the only hope that we have. Lord, this is the remedy for what's ailing America. It's the remedy for what's ailing Thailand. God, it's the remedy for what's uh, ailing so much of all of the world. And so I pray, Heavenly Father, that you teach us the word of God. I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray what I say tonight would glorify you and please you. I pray what I say tonight would be interesting and I pray that what we say tonight, God would go home with us and that it would make a difference in our lives. We love you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray and for his sake and all God's people said amen. So if you were to go to our website tonight, uh, you there's a little tag there, not a tag, but a link uh, that tells you what we believe. And uh, every Wednesday night we're taking a little time or several Wednesday nights to teach on those things in our statement of faith about what we believe. If you were to go there tonight, you would find this, the doctrine of man. And this is exactly what you would find on the website tonight, uh, minus all the references, because there are tons and tons and tons of references that go along with, uh, with with what we have on our statement of faith. This is what it says. We believe that man was created in the image and likeness of God, but that in Adam's sin, the, the race fell, inherited a sinful nature, and became alienated from God and therefore man is totally depraved and of himself utterly unable to remedy his lost condition. Then there are many, many scriptures after that. The sacredness of human personality is evident in that God created man in his own image and is mindful of him. And in that Christ died for man, therefore every individual possesses dignity and is worthy of respect and Christian love. And again, many references. We believe, that the only marriage recognized by Scripture is the joining of one man and one woman. We believe that God expressly, by the way, there are a lot of Scriptures to go after that line I just read. I just want you to know that. We believe that God expressly forbids intimate sexual activity to be engaged in uh, in outside of marriage between one man and one woman We believe that any form of homosexuality, lesbianism, bisexuality, bestiality, incest, fornication, adultery, and pornography are perversions of God's intended purposes, and therefore sin. We believe that God forbids any attempt to alter one's God-given gender identity by any means, including surgery or appearance, and then there is a long, long list of references after that. Now, again, I'm not going to take the time to give you all those references. You can go to our website, look up our statement of faith, and you can go through all of those references and and study that out uh, for yourself. Now, you say, Pastor, why do do we have a statement of faith? Uh, And one of the reasons we do that is because we want people to know what we believe and why we believe it. And so... There are a lot of institutions out there that are labeled church, but it's just a label. It's just a label. That's all it is. Uh, but it is, it's important that people know what we believe before they come in here. So we don't want them to come under any, you know, accident. We want them to know what we believe. But it's also important that you know what we believe and, and that it's not just something that a preacher is preaching or teaching. But what we are teaching is is based in the Word of God, and so with that tonight, I want to just give you four simple thoughts tonight. Four simple thoughts, and we'll be on our way this evening, and we'll put a few of these up on the screen. Number one, it's important for us to understand that man was created. Man was created. Now we read that tonight. In fact, I want you to go back there with me if you will. We're gonna we're gonna draw out a few words tonight uh, through our study. But uh, I want you to look, and I want especially our young people to really hear me out. And by the way, we have got some fantastic young people in this church, but I know some of them are facing incredible temptation. And then we've got young people that are in college, and we have other young people that are going into college. And I wish I could tell you that every professor is going to tell you that Jesus is good and the Bible is the Word of God, and that there's really a heaven and really a hell. But if I told you that, I'd be lying to you. Nothing could be further from the truth. And, uh, and if you, uh, uh, when you graduate and go out into this world, your faith is going to be tested. And so it's important for us to understand, this is just basic, but it's important for us to understand that man was created. So look at Genesis chapter one, verse number 26. The Bible says, and God said, let us. Now somebody says, pastor, who's he talking to? I'll explain that in just a minute. Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God, now notice this now, verse 27, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he, him, male and female. Now look back at verse 26. The Bible says, let us, notice the word, let us make let us make man in our image. It's a Hebrew word. It's the Hebrew word Asa or Asa. It looks like Asa. And it means this. It means to fashion. Hey, kids, did y'all know that the greatest, the greatest fashion designer that has ever lived is God Almighty? Amen. Yes, sir. Now, you say, preacher, what do you mean fashion? He fashioned your body and fashioned my body. Boys, think about it. You know, and I'm going to tell you something, man, if I didn't believe in God for any reason, I'd believe in God just because of the human body. And so God fashioned our body with 206 different bones, 600 different muscles, 970 miles of blood vessels. 400 cups on your tongue for taste, 10,000 nerves and branches, 40 miles of sweat tubes, uh, lungs that inhale 2,400 gallons of air every day, and a heart that beats 4,200 times an hour, and a heart that pumps the equivalent of 12 tons of blood every single day through your body, and an eyeball that can take in 80,000 items per second. Now, I'm not making this stuff up. You can look this up for yourself. Listen to this. You say, Pastor, you're just trying to boggle our mind. You got that right. And it don't take much to boggle mine. A human being has about 100 billion brain cells. Although different neurons fire at different speeds, as a rough estimate, it's reasonable to estimate that a neuron can fire about once every five milliseconds or about 200 times a second. The number of cells each neuron is connected to also varies, but as a rough estimate, it's reasonable to say that each neuron connects to a thousand other neurons. So every time a neuron fires, about a thousand other neurons get information about that firing. If we multiply all this out, we get 100 billion neurons times 200 firings per second times 1,000 connections per firing equals 20 million billion calculations per second. You say, Pastor, that don't make any sense. You're right. It's called God. That's the explanation. You say, Pastor, what's the explanation behind that God? That's the explanation. And we've gotten so, you know, we've got so many of these self-made scientists and scholars, and boy, they think that they're so smart, and, you know, they've even got the the place where they're smarter than God. And and I just, listen, I just want you to know, and I just want our young people to hear me out tonight, that uh, I want you to understand that man did not evolve. He did not evolve. It was not first. I was uh, an amoeba when I began to begin, and then it was a tadpole. Mattel tucked in, and then it was a monkey in a coconut tree, and now I'm a professor with a PhD. I'm telling you, that's not the way it happened. Man did not evolve. Now to think, to, to think that everything that we enjoy and everything we see, to think that it just merely evolved into what it is today. Let me tell you what that is. That is insanity. But yet there are people who are making huge amounts of money and every week they stand in front of our college classes and they tell our kids, there is not a God. That preacher's been lying to you all those years and what you enjoy on what we call earth It's just something that has just happened to happen. Somebody said it like this to believe in the evolution of this world would be similar to a letter factory exploding. A letter factory exploding, and all the letters go up into the air. And when they all settle down, they settle into an encyclopedia. You say, Pastor, that's crazy. You're right, that is crazy. Anybody who believes that is crazy. These are four false facts that absolutely make no sense. Four false facts that absolutely make no no sense. Fact number one, fact number one, books write themselves without the need of an author. Fact number two, cars build themselves without the need of a manufacturer. Fact number three, music beautiful music that these people sang tonight, music composes itself into beautiful harmonies without the need of a composer. And yet we have people standing up in our classes and standing up across the nation who are trying to promote false fact number four that says the whole universe came into being through a process of random chance and beneficial mutations without any need of a designer. Now, church... Just in regular Union Grove vernacular, can I tell you what that is? That is hogwash. That's what that is. That's stupid. I mean, it's just, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be, you know, you use the wrong words tonight, but I'm just, you say, preacher, you shouldn't say stupid. I know, you're right. You're right about that. I apologize, I shouldn't say stupid, but it's dumb, I'm telling you. It just, it really is. And so uh, to stand up and say, man, everything that you see, it just, you know, it just happened to happen. Young man walked in one day from his college class and and he told his mom, he said, mom, he said, I just want you to know, he said, I'm an atheist. From now on, he said, I'm an atheist. I don't believe there's a God. I do not believe there's a God. She said, honey, what are you talking about? And he said, I went to this class today and he said, the professor got up and he logics with us. and, And he said, from this day on, he said, I am an atheist. There is no God. And his, his, his mama said, honey, there's got to be a God. If there's not a God, where did all this come from? And he said, it just happened, mama. It just happened. It just happened to happen. A couple of days later, he came into the house and there was this beautifully prepared sandwich laying on the bar. And he said, mom, he said, can I have that sandwich? Man, it looks good. Who made that? She said, nobody made it. It just happened to happen. You know what? For a sandwich to appear, there's got to be a sandwich creator. Come on now. And for everything that you see and everything that you enjoy in this world, there has to be a creator. Psalm 19.1, the Bible says this, the heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. I found this today and I love it. Somebody said the stars are God's fingerprints. The sun is a mere smidgen of his radiance. The moon is to remind us that he doesn't sleep at night. The vastness of space proclaims the infinity of his wisdom, while the sand pebble indicates his thoroughness with the puniest details. The lion hints at his fiercelessness, the bear at his power, the hawk at his keen insight. And yet those possess only a tidbit of God's omnipotence and omnipresence. Every tree points toward heaven. Every bird has a song to sing. Even every moment of wind goes in one, uh, some direction. There's nothing chaotic about our beautiful designed world. All creation has a message to tell. And it says this, listen, there is a God. Yeah. <laughs> and there is. You say, but preacher, I can't figure it out. You're right. Consider for a moment the and listen to this. Consider for a moment the Milky Way galaxy that the Earth finds itself in. The Milky Way galaxy is fifteen thousand light years wide at the center, and about a hundred thousand light years across. Everybody getting this? I want I want to say that again because it makes me sound really really smart. Amen and. Uh, <laughs> Listen to this, the Milky Way galaxy is 15,000 light years wide at the center and about 100,000 light years across. This means to travel the length of this Milky Way would take you 100,000 years traveling at 186,000 miles per second. You say, Preacher, I can't even figure that out. That's light speed. You said that don't even make any sense. That's right. And you know the Bible says that God measures it with the span of His hand. I'm just telling you. Listen, all of what you see and the sun that you enjoy, and the rain that's falling, and and the moon that you see shining, and that big. Gigantic, beautiful ocean that you see and these people trying to stand up and tell you it all just happened to happen. I'm telling you, there is a divine creator and his name is God and that same God that created all those things that you enjoy created man. Romans chapter one, verse number 20, the Bible says for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even His eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. I like what Adrian Rogers said. We know that God exists not only by what he wrote but also by what he wrought. You'll get that on slow train tomorrow. By the way, I wanna just say something real quick. This isn't very deep. But all these scientists tell us that we evolved. We were this piece, you know, we're this little piece of protoplasm, you know, and we, we just, you know, after a million billion years, we washed up on the shore, and and uh, we laid on the shore for another million years, and then. You know eventually we sprouted an eyebrow uh, an eyeball and and uh, that eyeball you know saw a coconut up uh, up there in the tree and so finally we uh, after another million years we sprouted a little arm and and then after another million or two we sprouted another arm and then after a minute, million or two we sprouted some legs and and then eventually you know we evolved into uh, into monkeys and uh, and all of that and I just want to tell you this you know what and they say now that we, we are what we are because we have evolved into this and I just want to I want to ask those scientists if if evolution if evolution is really, really as great as you say it is. I got a question for you. Why did we ever lose our tail? You say, Pastor Wonder, what are you talking about? Have you seen what monkeys do with their tails? Would that not be? Yes, they would, Brother Mike. Man, have you ever seen what a monkey... Listen, ladies, wouldn't it be great if you're while you're driving in the morning, you could hold one hand on the steering wheel and you could uh, sip your coffee with the other hand and you could use your tail to go ahead and apply the rest of your makeup on the way to work? You ever, needed, you, never, you ever needed another hand? You know, you're on your way to work and you thought, man, I just need another hand to hold my coffee or I need another hand to do this or that. Hey, thank God that tail would have came in greatly handy. And all this. And this is all I'm saying. If you hear somebody say that we just evolved uh, into what we are today and all this just happened to happen, you tell them, listen, that God created everything that we see and man was created. But there's something else quickly. Number two, look at this. Man was not only created, but man was created in the the image of God. Look back at your Bibles. Genesis chapter one, look at verse number 26. The Bible says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. We are created in the image. It's the Hebrew word Salim, salim, And it means this, to shade. The resemblance. You know what that means? Our shadow. Our shadow looks like God. We were created in the selim of God, in the, in the image of God. That's not all. The Bible says that, it, that we were not only created in his image, but we were created in the image of God. It is the Greek word Elohim. It's the plural form of El, God. And it speaks of the plurality of, uh, plurality of the triune God. Did you know, and we won't take the time, I guess, to go there, but did you know that each, that each of the Godhead had a part in our creation? You can jot these down. Isaiah 45, 12 clearly tells us that God was involved in our creation. And then Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 clearly tells us that Christ was involved in our creation. And then Job chapter 33 clearly tells us that the Holy Spirit was involved in our creation. And I want you to understand something else, that man is created plural, like God. Right. Now, what do you mean, preacher? We, we, we studied this out just a few weeks ago. We, we studied about the triune God. God is one but three. And you know what? Man is created in the likeness of God. Man is a triune creature, now hold your place there in Genesis chapter one, but I want you to turn over with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter number five. 1 Thessalonians chapter five. And I'm gonna to try to answer a question that somebody asked a week or several weeks ago concerning the soul. And so look at 1 Thessalonians chapter five and verse number 23. We are a, a triune creation. We are created in the salim of God, the, the image of Elohim, the plural God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and God said, Let us make man in our image. And so just like God is a triune being, you and I are a triune creation. First on in chapter 5, verse 23, the Bible says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. Look at this. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right. You're in 1 Thessalonians chapter five, so turn over to the right, just a few pages, and look, if you will, at Hebrews chapter four. Hebrews chapter four, and look at verse number 12. We are created a triune being. Hebrews chapter four, verse number 12. All right, find your place, say Amen. All right, let's look at it. Hebrews 4, verse 12. The Bible says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword. Look at this piercing even to the divining asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. So once again, we see body, soul, and spirit. Now, the word body there, the word body means this it means that which casts a shadow. The body. That, somebody says, Preacher, what's the difference in the body, soul, and spirit? So the word body is the Hebrew word soma, and it means that which casts a shadow. It is the house of the soul. It is, if I could use it in this in this way, the body is the shell. It's the shell. So if you were to if you were to walk out here or go down here on our prayer trail, and if you were to see an empty turtle shell, empty turtle shell, you wouldn't look down at that and say, "Oh, look at the cute little turtle." You wouldn't say that. You know why? Because technically that's not a turtle. That's a turtle shell. Now, at the same time, think about it now. Think with me, you wouldn't expect to see a turtle without a shell. And so that shell, although the shell is not the turtle, the shell is very much a part of the turtle. Am I making any sense at all tonight? Hey, listen to this. Did you know that man is not a body? Man is not a body. Man has a body. So the word body is the word soma, and it means that which casts a shadow, but the word spirit is the word pneuma. And the word spirit means this the vital principle by which the body is animated. You're you're, you're up here tonight, you're seeing me do this and that, and walking across the platform, you say, What is that? That's the spirit. The vital principle by by which the body is animated, the rational spirit, the power by which the human being feels and thinks and decides. So you have a a soma, you have a body, you have that which casts a shadow. You have a shell, you have a spirit, that which is the rational part of you, feels, thinks, decides, but you have a soul. It's the the Greek word psyche. And it literally means the breath of life. Listen to this now church and don't get this misunderstood. You have a body. You're not a body. You have a body. You don't have a soul. Wait. Wait for it. You are a soul. So somebody says I have a soul. No. No. You have a body. But one of these days they're gonna take, listen, my little mama is laying over in hospice tonight, 89 years old. She weighs about 85 pounds. And in just a little bit, before too too long, probably, we're gonna have a service. And we're gonna take my mom to the cemetery, and we're not gonna put my mom in the ground. We're going to put her soma there. We're going to put her shell there. But I got great news. That which she is, her soul and her spirit, are going to be united with the Lord. And by the way, can I just can I just point this out? It's eight twenty nine. But can I just point this out real quick? How many know that so many people are are placing great emphasis on the soma, on the shell? And it's all about the body, all about working out, all about the gym. And I'm not against any of that. We do some of that, but I'm just, I'm just saying this. We, we've got young people that are so concerned about the beauty of the body and how the body looks and what people think about my body. And what you better be concerned about, not so much your body, what you better be concerned about is your soul. Because your body is going to the ground, but your soul is going to spend eternity somewhere, either heaven or hell. Well, so much I could give you here. You Take a note so you can jot these down. Exodus 31, 14, Proverbs eleven, thirty. 30. The Bible refers to people as souls, as souls. And so man was created. Man was created in the image of God. And I'm not getting bogged down here because I, I need to give you all four points because all four points are very important, especially the third. Man was created. Man was created in the image of God. Man was created male and female. Amen. Now, turn back to Genesis 1 again, and look at verse number 27. Genesis 1, verse number 27. The Bible says, so God, so God, created man in his own image. This was all on purpose. In the image of God, created he him. Watch now, male And female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, watch now, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. And so God created man, male and female, and at least in part, for the propagation of the human race. When you say, Pastor, why are you emphasizing that? Because two males cannot do that. Or two females. Church, I'm telling you something. We're in a mess in America. We're absolute in a mess. And we've got so much of this propaganda that's going on, our kids don't even know what to believe anymore. Hey kids, I want to tell you something. That that is nothing but a, a propaganda campaign of Satan. Listen, God created man, male and female, and uh, He didn't make us, you know, in between, and uh, He didn't trap a female's body uh, in a, a, a male, uh, a female in a male's body, or vice versa. God created us male and female. Now here's the thing, and I know that this. Culture would say, no, no, Pastor Pope. No, 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 you're, you're mistaken. Listen to this. If God made a mistake in your created sex, then maybe God made a mistake in your very creation. Does that make any sense? So it, it, people say, well, I'm really a woman in a man's body. And what they're saying is God did not create me right. Wait a minute now. If God made a mistake in your created sex, then maybe you're not supposed to be a man or woman, either one. Maybe you're supposed to be a snail. Does that it does make sense, doesn't it? It makes as much sense as what they're teaching. So God says, yeah, I'm not supposed to be a, I'm not supposed to be a man. I'm supposed to be a woman. You know, I'm supposed to be a woman. I, I'm supposed to put on, you know, uh, rouge and lipstick and, and uh, uh, you know, I'm supposed to wear a dress and, you know, and, and, and wait a minute now, wait a minute now, wait, wait, wait. I'm not real smart. Uh, I, I was born in the night, but I wasn't born last night. Wait a minute now. If God made a mistake with your sex, maybe God made a mistake with your whole creation. Maybe you're like that because you're supposed to be a donkey. Now, I want you to understand something. God did not make a mistake. But what I just taught is exactly what the Word of God predicted would come to pass. So I want to show it to you and we're going to be done. Look at Romans chapter 1 and look at verse 18. We have a, a generation now that is so confused about who they are, what they are. Church, listen, I know most of you know this, we're way past the human stage. So now we have flaunted that and we've told our kids it's normal, it's natural. It's natural for a man that's got stubble to put on a dress and penny hose and high heels. It's natural, it's normal. There's nothing wrong with it. And so now, because we're preaching that kind of stuff and teaching that kind of stuff, now we have kids that are popping up and saying, well, you know what? I really don't know if I'm a boy or a girl. I think I might be a cat. Right. No, I'm not making a joke. I'm, I'm serious as I can be. And by the way, say, yeah, preacher, I know, I know. I heard about that in California. Church, I'm gonna tell you something. It's not in California. It's just down the road. Look at Romans chapter one, verse 18. The Bible says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and righteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the Lord are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Now watch the next few verses, verse 21. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, Neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Look at verse 23, I've got it highlighted. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and to footed beasts and creeping things. Church, we're in a mess. We have kids going to public school or trying to tell everybody, I'm a deer. A deer what? I'm a deer that ought to have fur and a tail and and horns. We have kids that are saying, you know what, I'm not a human being. I'm a cat. And we have parents who don't have enough sense to stand up and say, well, honey, that's right. If that's what you are, that's what you are. Man, would you wake up? Your kid is not a cat right. or a dog or a deer or anything else. They are a human being. Right. But look what it says. Verse 24, what happens when all these things begin to come to pass? Look at verse 24. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies. Soma. Between themselves. Look at verse 25. I've got it highlighted. Who changed Who changed the truth of God into a, what did they change it into? Into a lie. And worshiped and served the what? More than the what? Who is blessed forever, amen. And then then we see why we have the problems we have right now. Verse 26. For this cause God gave them up into vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature, and likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the women, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. In other words, we are on a downward spiral. When you begin to say, God did not create me, friend, you have denied the creator And you're on your way down. Listen to me, church. God created us. God's the one that spoke all this into existence. You say, why are you a man, preacher? I'm a man because God made me a man. Thank God my wife's a woman. Hallelujah. You know why she's a woman? God made her that way. You know why you are what you are? God made you that way. God gave you the color eyes you've got. God gave you the color skin you've got. God gave you the abundance of hair you have or the lack of abundance of hair you have. God did that. Just be thankful for who you are. Amen. And so God created man. Man was created. Man was created in the image of God. Man was created male and female. We're done. We're done. We got to be done, don't we? How about this? Number four, man was created for God. So look in your Bibles and we're done. Look at Proverbs 16 and verse four. Proverbs 16, verse four. Man was created for God. Proverbs 16, verse four. The Bible says, the Lord hath made all things for who? For himself. Yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. In one last place, turn to the very back of your Bible, Revelation chapter 4, and look at verse number 11. Revelation chapter 4 and verse number 11. Revelation 4, verse 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Revelation 4, 11, For thou hast created all things, look at the last line, and for thy pleasure they are and were created I didn't plan on telling this story you can close your Bibles we're done we went 10 minutes over Mays Jackson enrolled into North Carolina State University and one of his professors one of the first professors he had stood up in front of the class and said young people this semester I intend to prove to you that there is no God there is no God it's all a fairy tale. It's all a figment of someone's imagination. There is no God. I'm telling you, by the end of this semester, I will prove to you, uh, every kid in this class, there is no God. And May Jackson was sitting in the back of the class and he raised his hand. And that professor kept on going and kept on going and Brother May just kept his hand up and finally, finally, the professor couldn't get by him so he said, Mr. Jackson, do you have a question? He said, yes, sir, I do. He said, what is your question? He said, you said you are going to prove to us that there is no God. He said, that's exactly right, Mr. Jackson. He said, what is your question? He said, if there is no God, where did them biscuits come from? And the professor said, excuse me? He said, you said there was no God. And if there is no God, where did them biscuits come from? He said, when I was growing up, we came up poor. And he said, they don't always have something to eat. And he said, when we get a little low on food, he said, I'd watch my little godly, my godly mom who loved the Lord. And he said, we'd be outside in the back as kids. We'd be out there playing. And he said, I'd, I'd hear that, that back screen door. I'd hear it squeak open and, and I'd hear it slam. And he said, I'd watch my little mama. And she'd go out there to, to the little woodshed where she used to go in there. And she'd lock the door behind her. And she'd pray and and, and, and cry out to God and, and ask God to bless and ask God to provide. And he said, sometimes she'd stay in there for 30 minutes and 40 minutes and an hour. He said a little bit later, he said she'd come out of that building and her eyes were all swollen and, and she's got tear-stained cheeks. And he said it wouldn't be very long. He said before all of a sudden the car turned down our long driveway. And he said somebody to come up to our house and they'd say, Mrs. Jackson, you know, you just, you're on our mind today and we just fixed this big giant meal. We've got fried chicken and green beans, and we've got corn on the cob, and and, and we've got these big cat head biscuits, and we couldn't eat them all, and we just sort of thought, maybe y'all can use them. And Brother May said they'd sit down and eat that meal. And he said, Mr. Professor, if there's not a God, where'd them biscuits come from? Hey, hey. Hey, Calvary, I'm glad I can tell you, there is a God. And he loves you and cares for you. He loved you so much he gave his son for you. And he wants you to be in heaven with him forever and ever and ever. Would you bow your heads with me tonight? Father, we thank you for your blessings. And Lord, thank you for this time we've had together. And Lord, I, I pray that you'll bless this time of invitation. Holy Spirit, I pray tonight you'd confirm it in the hearts of our folks and our young people. There is a God. There is a divine creator. Man didn't just evolve. This world didn't just happen to happen. Oh no, there is a God who made it happen. There is a God who was the greatest fashion designer that's ever been known, who fashioned this body where it can heal itself, where it can smell, where it can see, where it can touch and taste and speak. Stand upright, walk, think, rationalize. There's a God. There's a God. And we're so thankful, Lord, that you're our God. Oh, we love you so much tonight. I love you tonight. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. And right before we go tonight, I wonder if there might be one anywhere in this house and you'd say, Pastor, if I died tonight, I'm not sure I'm not 100% sure that I would go to heaven and I care enough to slip up my hand and let you pray for me is there one anywhere like that tonight and you just slip your hand up let me remember you anybody at all I can pray for you right now anybody at all All right. how many are here tonight and you say preacher I'm saved I can take you back to the time and the place I know when the Lord saved me But I've got some loved ones in my family, oh my. And they're so confused. They're so confused. And I'm so concerned. I'm so concerned about their their life and their eternity and their well-being. And God knows who they are. And preacher, just help me pray. Just help me pray for them. And if that's you, you just slip your hand up right now. So preacher, just help me pray for them. We're gonna pray for them tonight. I'm gonna pray with you this evening. And while I'm praying, I want you I want you to mention their name. While I'm praying, I want you to mention their name to the Lord. And so let's pray for them right now. Father, you saw all the hands that went up tonight. Lord, you know those that are just, Lord, they have been wooed by the world. And now they're so confused, Lord. And uh, misled. And Lord, they don't know what they believe. Many of them are headed down a wrong track. And God, these folks here tonight are so concerned about that loved one. Father, tonight, I pray that you'd work in their hearts. Father, bring them to a saving knowledge of Jesus. God, I pray that you would, wherever they may be this evening, God, I pray that you'd arrest their soul, their attention. And God, I pray that you'd remind them and show them that there is a God. And that God loved them so much he sent his son Jesus for them. So Heavenly Father, please do a work in their life and we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. You can look up this way. You can stand tonight if you will. We're gonna sing this little chorus before we go. And if you're here tonight and if you need the use of an altar, altars are open and, and uh, you come and use the altar. We're gonna be on our way tonight. We're gonna get you ready for Bible school, amen? We're going to sing this little song Says says, Oh, it's wonderful to be a Christian. I want you to sing it with me tonight. Here we go. Oh, it's wonderful to be a Christian. Oh, it's wonderful to be God's child. Oh, it's wonderful to have your sins forgiven. Oh, it's wonderful to be redeemed, justified, forever wrecked. One more time. Oh, it's wonderful to be a Christian. Oh, it's wonderful to be God's child. Oh, it's wonderful to have your sins forgiven. Oh, it's wonderful to be redeemed, justified, forever reconciled. Sounding good. How many singing that for the very first time? Anybody here tonight? First time? All right, just a few. Wonderful, great, great. Well, I'm glad you get to come to Calvary and learn a brand new song. Uh, One of the reasons we sing this is because it's so true. It is wonderful to be a Christian. And uh, we're going to sing it through another time or two We're going to be on our way tonight Let's sing it, here we go Oh, it's wonderful to be a Christian Oh, it's wonderful to be God's child Oh, it's wonderful to have your sins forgiven Oh, it's wonderful to be redeemed Justified forever Turn it up Oh, it's wonderful to be a Christian Oh, it's wonderful TO BE GOD'S CHILD. OH, IT'S WONDERFUL TO HAVE YOUR SINS FORGIVEN. OH, IT'S WONDERFUL TO BE REDEEMED, JUSTIFIED, FOREVER RECONCILED. Hey,